All right, guys, and we're back. King Listener Reviews. Uh, it's been a long, long week, I must say, man. Uh, song dropped a couple couple days ago, several days ago. Chelsea Grin, Fathomless uh, uh, Ma. It's been killing me. It has been killing me not being able to listen to this. And then with things going on at work, you know, when I did have time, check out new stuff. I was not able to listen to it because I'm like, dude, I know this is going to be a banger. My boy Tom Barber always brings out heat. Darko, Chelsea Grant, excellent ashore. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. So it was perfect to go into this week's episode to review what I, I'm just going to say it now. I have high expectations and I expect them to be reached. <laughs> I don't, I have, I have nothing else to say other than that. I don't think that we're going to have that same thing where I was like, yeah, I expected a lot, but I didn't get what I needed. Nah, 100%. I think I know what I'm going to get. And it's been killing me. It's been so hard not to listen to this. I don't know about you. I know that we had to figure out how we were going to edit this. I know. I was, I was trying to figure it out. So that's also what's been killing me is like hearing the first like two seconds because Mac, oh, every time dude. you click a video, it'll play the first little bit of the audio. So I was trying to like work it out and everything. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm oh. always on. I'm always on metal TikTok. That's all I see. Yeah, I've seen all these people reacting to it, but I couldn't watch it. But I wanted to so bad. I'm like, God, that should be me right now. But I had to. We had to wait. <laughs> That's fine. No, universe I... had other plans. Here we are. We're about to review Fathomless Moth by Chelsea Grin. I am so excited. I, yeah. I loved it. Like, what are you thinking? What are you expecting? I mean, I, I think it's going to be pretty great. Of like the, because as far as the suffer in hell goes, like if it leads into this, it's gonna be real good. Like Dude. I am excited. Oh. And then so. they drop, they give us that double album, dude. It's gonna yeah. be great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've been looking yeah. forward to this all week. Because that's the main thing. Is a part of me was hoping of like that it'll have that ending of like what was it? Morning hymn was really great, and then like. The scream was, at the end of suffering heaven, suffering hell. Like, if oh they my can God. manage that type of like. That last yeah. 12 seconds, that super high black metal scream. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. And then Crystal Casket. Crystal Ooh. Casket had the same so thing. Good. Where I was like, what the hell? And then just like his, <laughs> his new stuff with Darko. It's like, it's almost like he saw what I, I would almost say what Will and all these other vocalists are doing right now. He's like, all right, hold up, hold my beer. Hold my yeah. beer. Let me show you who's king. So I don't know if that's really yeah. what the dynamic is, but that's what I'm kind of catching the vibe of. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. I also don't know how to pronounce the song the isness or whatever. Is that I'm Yeah, the isness. I think yeah. it's a I think it's like a, a it's an entity, I do believe. Um, yeah, so I could maybe I think yeah. it's an Egyptian ent- entity, actually. Yeah. I could be wrong. Somebody fact check me on that. <laughs> I, was, I tried to fact check it. I, I couldn't because I was looking up pronunciations and I was like, I guess it's like isness, like business, but isness. Like, I was like, well, that, that one was a really dude. great one. In general, for one, they were all really great. Some of them I wish they could have been a little bit longer, but it's kind of nice to have that like two minute chunk of just like fury. Well, it's really interesting how, you know, I can only list a couple times in history that i know of but there's been like a double album you know we could go back to guns and roses use your illusion one and two mm-hmm. you had you know they set the tone 
for Use Your Illusion 1, and then straight after, right into Use Your Illusion 2. And it was like a double album with, goodness, I think 12 songs each. And I think we have eight on Suffer in Hell, and I believe we have nine or eight as well on uh, Suffer in Heaven. Could be wrong, but either way, it's a double album, and it's cool, and it's different, and I, I don't know. And yeah. what I what what I've heard from, you know, suffer in hell. I was like, okay, this is a different this is a different sound, but you still got that like different, interesting kind of dynamic with the instruments, the guitars, the drums, the pitch harmonics on the guitar, and you know, Pablo, the drummer with his backing vocals as well, mm-hmm. was great on Eternal Nightmare and Hostage. And Dead Rose, for example, like it, it was a cool, different sound, but almost it's almost like when Suffering uh, Heaven they released the two signals singles off of that. I was like, this sounds even more different than the one we just heard two months ago. So it's like I don't know. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see the I'm, full yeah. review of the album myself as well, and I know that we'll be touching on it eventually when it comes yeah. out. No, because the, the artwork, like the whole thing, I've been staring at it because I did listen to Sing to the Grave and that got me pumped. And I was like, it, this is going to yeah. be. It sets, it sets the tone for something incredible. Which it, it I, really does. I guess without further ado, should we do it? After like literally hyping this up. <laughs> yeah. it, it kept almost coming onto my playlist. So I actually had to dislike the song so it wouldn't pop up. I, I didn't I didn't even listen to it. I didn't even listen to it. I seen it on yeah. excuse me. No, I, I, seen I it, was, it popped up and I immediately disliked it, so I took it off and I was like, oh. So I seen it on Facebook. Somebody shared it, metal injection, maybe. Don't know. Either way. I seen it. I didn't even have to listen to it. I'm like, Chelsea Grant, I'm gonna love this. I already know it. And then I did see a little bit of the highlight of the uh review. And it was like, Tom really sets the tone with his scream. Uh, it's something you've never heard. I'm like, oh, my God. So I added it to my phone. I added it to my phone, but I did not listen to it. I have it downloaded, but I've made sure every single time, if like I'm like, oh, I don't recognize this song, even though Tom's very specific, his vocals are very specific, as well as Chelsea Grin's dynamic on the instruments, I think I would have caught it. But I made, like, made it absolutely 100% sure that I did not accidentally listen to a single bit of it so without further ado we'll get into it here it is terror is not a new weapon throughout history it has has been used by those who could not prevail but inevitably they they, they fail either because men are not afraid to die oh the ghost note Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
investigate where this goes. Absolutely disgusting. Holy oh, fuck. So good. Oh Just god. like, oh, oh man. Oh my god, dude. What the? Dude. <laughs> high, low, high, low. Did you notice that? Yeah. Did you know it? Oh my god. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that was. It was. That reached my expectations. Yeah. 100%. 100%. They brought the heat. Um, Not surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, so good. the video, like everything about it, of just like the themes of just like, oh man. And the, ending, the air raid siren, the slow build of the air, air raid siren at the end where you're like, oh man. I And was it JFK? I, there was some, the speaker thing was, yeah. I was just lost in the man. sauce of the vocals and the instruments. Like, yeah. I, uh, Dude, I I was I, I noticed like three different like almost genres in one song. It was like a, a blackened death death metal, and then slam for a little bit, and then like slow bully beat down shit hardcore, and then the vocals are just like here. I'm gonna rip your soul out. Like I, wow. Yeah. Like, I thought that what he did in the studio with uh, Darko, the studio session five, I think, or V, whatever that Roman numeral means. Yeah. Either studio way, session five was, yeah. Either way, besides the point, his vocals in that, I was like, dude, this is, this is like awesome. And like we just talked about before the video, we talked about Crystal Casket. Um, is this and just the whole like it, it's 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 different, but it's Tom. Yeah, you know, like that range of like hitting all ends of like oh, it's so dynamically interesting. You know that that's his voice. You know, and like I, in my opinion, his high, his high. Uh, Scream is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, seriously, it really is. It's so different. 
it's it's roady and like his I, I, like his deep it, it's just it's not the normal guttural like <clears throat> sound you know it's just it's weird yeah and it's so fucking cool 10 out of 10 yeah ten, like 10 out of 10 it ten. was crisp it was the whole spectrum of it was just phenomenal and just like the recording quality of just like, you could hear everything of just the guitar the breakdown the the production was phenomenal yeah. the, uh, with that yeah. just amazing but his voice like you said that high range and there's a point where it sounds almost like his voice is about to crack and it just transitions to a different note like i don't know how to describe it how he does it i almost like just want to Listen hear to that part again <laughs> where he does deep high deep high and then at the end he has like oh, i think like a 15 second just belt it's like yeah. dude I, i've seen these guys may 2nd mr smalls in pittsburgh Ooh, nice. uh and we talked about it last week. They're on they're on the top of my list of bands I need and must and will see. Uh, headlining tour with Carnifex. Uh, o Sulfur, who actually just dropped uh, a banger with um, uh, Alex Terrible, Slider to Prevail. Huge in the deathcore scene. Um, that song's good. I seen them live. They bring the heat, so that's going to be fun to see again. And then Left to Suffer uh, with Taylor Barber. Who is actually part of a, a you know a deathcore group as well? It's been around for a little bit. Did uh, some had a couple songs with C.J. McCreary, ex Lorna Shore vocalist, a couple other guys, and on Tom's side project Darko, he was in a song uh, called Anna, guest uh, vocalized on it, and it was it was good. You know that's a band that's coming up, so I'm glad to see that they're going on tour with Chelsea. And I'm glad to see that it's a headlining tour. You know, yeah. they're not opening for Carnifex or, you know, the Suicide Silence. That's what I'm excited for. A whole a whole set list of, you know, some of their older stuff. I'm going to get to finally see some of the Eternal Nightmare stuff live. Hostage, Dead Rose. I'm Ooh. hoping to God they play Across the Earth. You um, already know they're going to play Recreant. Yeah, I, they you have know. to. Recreant always like, just a banger. Yeah, and I always told um, my good friend Ryan, me and him always talk about it. We, we love we love his vocals, Tom Barber's vocals, so much more than Alex. And nothing against Alex, just it's not my cup of tea, unfortunately. We want Tom so badly and that whole band to reproduce a couple of their albums with him doing the vocals. Just because, just like, I don't know. I just love, I just love it. I mean, I fanboy over that dude. He's cool, cool ass guy. I've watched a lot of people interview him. Yeah, and he's just, he's just your normal guy, man. Smokes pot, chills, and then just you hear his voice, and you're like, "Wow, how does your voice produce that sound? Yeah. How do you do that?" And diving into that's honestly, to me, intriguing as a metal fan or just a fan of music in general. How do you have somebody that has like a mid-range voice, you know, almost higher, a higher voice, and you just can go in that range? Like, harsh is, man. Like, God. Yeah. Man. So, 
what was uh what what were your expectations uh for the song um one coming into it i had to distract myself from not from accidentally listening to it so i would i was pumped because i went through their whole discography because like desolation of eden is like one of an amazing album and just like going through it and like hearing that transition but as far as like his voice who you're talking about what was interesting is like before recording it to distract myself i watched a whole live show of bullet for my valentine at hellfest and it's interesting because they have two vocalists doing those ranges and stuff to create that sound and that's the crazy part about that song is you'd almost think like if you saw the band live or like recording it that it would be two people doing dual vocals yeah you got the so, highs the mid and then you got yeah. like the low guttural you know yeah um toilet bowl sound you know you so would think the that. whole game a good point yeah because that's the interesting part for one if you ever see the hellfest tour recording for bullet from my valentine it's amazing and i love a band that literally plays like hits from every album oh, so yeah, it's just they're... like that whole spectrum but yeah they have the two singers and the the backup singer on to the left of the main singer he does a lot of like the slightly higher and lower range of things but like they do the dueling vocals and that's the crazy part about this song is that it's one guy like and it's crisp and it's just like the whole range and it's it's yeah. it's clean it's clean it's and it's and it's visually interpreted within the live shows if you were to look up there um i think it was i think it was 2014 i don't remember anyways warp tour uh they have a couple of songs that are very well well recorded and mixed for the live sound you know and they do hostage and dead rose and it is so good. I think it's Caliber TV that does it. And it is just like, holy shit. That, he was, honestly, my introduction into the deathcore scene. 100%. 100%. I, uh, I oftentimes, when we're at my house, I have friends over. We're on YouTube. We're constantly listening to music. Constantly looking at live videos, live concerts. And something suggested that came up was Chelsea Grin, I think, Hostage. No, it was Dead Rose. It was Dead Rose because he starts with a, just a nasty high right in the beginning. I can't forgive the things you have done. And, like, oh, I just set the tone. I'm like, yo, I've never heard anything like this before. So then I started listening to those two songs, like, religiously. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen a little bit more of this album, listen to more of it. Cross the Earth, and then, um, uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to botch this. It's it's a Wolf song off of that album. The, I'm sorry, See You Soon. Botched it, see? But anyways, and then that, I like that song a lot too. And that, honestly, honestly, God, he was really my introduction into Death Corps, where a lot of people's was Mitch Lucker. Or, or we'll just say band, Suicide Silence, As Blood Runs Black, uh, Thy Art is Murder. Mine, it just happened to be, I liked some of his stuff with Lorna Shore, seeing that he left, went to Chelsea Grin after Alex's departure, and it's just, it was awesome. I'm so thankful for it because he's like, he's top tier for me, you know? Yeah. He really is. 
and they're a great band. I'm like just going through their discography over the past week was oh just my like gosh. so many good songs. I mean, hell, they've been around since 2008. Yeah. And we have brought it up every single time. MySpace or social media, the internet as a whole. They they were a band in a very unpopular, uncommercially successful genre of deathcore that actually gained a lot of ground throughout that. And, you know, they're... They're a band that, you know, some people might not know. I'm sorry, I keep burping. <laughs> but they're a band that some people may not know. They have not had steady members uh, throughout their entire, like, discography. They haven't. The only people left uh, that are original, well, not even original, I think since 2000, after, um, let me see here, 2000 and... Um, I think eight 2008 is when they started and then i think 2014 when eternal nightmare came out uh pablo was a drummer who started doing backing vocals with tom as well and like i think i literally think that's it as far as who they still have that would semi be known as original and they've been producing you know really good albums the whole time you know songs that people are always bopping to listening to and it says a lot about, um, I guess, the drive of that group as a whole. Because how do you stick together? And I, I'm going to ask you this, you know. How do you stick together through all those issues as a band when you have no original members to, like, stick with? Like, what makes you continue the name of Chelsea Grin? You know, I, I kind of like yeah. to hear... I guess your side on why you would think that is, because I honestly don't even know, but I yeah. will gladly answer after I touch off of what you would say. I think because they have such a range and can do so much of like, I think that at least in my opinion of like, because one of the first albums I heard from them was like Desolation of Eden. The fact that they could do like an amazing instrumental song like Elysium, but then have like Recreant and other like amazing songs like they could kind of do it all and it wasn't defined necessarily by one person. I think Tom has started to define the band a bit more, which I think is a good solid direction to go in because he's been doing it now for like five years and it's been, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been with them since 2018. Yeah. Which is crazy to me that that's also five years. So I think part of it is having that variety and it wasn't like defined by just one person made it so the band could survive without being driven by one person, because there are those bands who, when once someone leaves, it changes the scene yeah, or like dynamic. one person defines it and everything, especially a singer. I mean, you think of bands mm -hmm. like I mean, more mainstream bands, like breaking Benjamin or painting at the disco where the singer is the only member who's still around. From yeah. the band. Like it's but interesting man, to have the singer be a different person and still like be putting out, in my opinion, top tier stuff. Like 10 out of 10. That song is great. Yeah, and they just get better and better. They're getting better yeah. and better. And you you had a guy uh to add on with you with Tom, that dynamic that he I guess kind of adds. Uh aside from Tom, it's like how did they keep that such interesting guitar guitar work? 
and drumming baseline within all the changing of members how who was the guy was it the producer was it like you know it's like things like that that really i guess kind of make me think like how how do they do this and you know tom tom comes in to finish uh, eternal nightmare and i said 2014 but it was actually 2018 i kept I keep saying that, but uh, it was 2018. Well, he was with Lorna Shore for eight years before that. Yeah, which is produced, crazy. Let me see, one, two, three, four, five albums. My favorite, personally, being Flush Coffin. Um, but like, it's just it's so funny because you look. It's like, what would have happened if Tom never left Lorna Shore? What would have happened? I don't know. Like I've thought really about is. that a lot. What yeah. what would they be if he never left? Would I, they eventually have caught ground? You know, this is a question we'll never be able to answer. And yeah. then we would have never been blessed with Will Ramos. Who is it's phenomenal. Like, just and absolutely. It's just, and it's just, it's just like, I don't know, man. It, it, maybe it's ironic. Because you have them being Lorna, who's like on top of the world right now in the music scene as a whole. And, you know, with all the issues that they had and had to deal with throughout, you know, they've been a band that's been working at it forever. Tom leaves to go join the project of Chelsea Grant after Alex's departure due to like personal issues with, I, I believe it was uh, alcohol. Alco alcohol is a big uh issue with him and i believe his vocals as well and it was really affecting the band as a whole and tom came in and just blew it away with eternal nightmare yeah Honestly, and i really did i think that's a huge point in his favor because earlier in the week you were talking to me like we were talking about do i like new kill switch or old kill switch and it's interesting to think about that it's like how old kill switch is really the new kill yeah. switch in a sense yeah like that's jesse started yeah but the weird thing is like i guess in my mind howard was such a defining vocalist i agree kill switch will always be howard the jesse sounds his best when he's trying to sound like howard and i guarantee you he's trying to sound like howard Whereas, oh my gosh yes yeah 100 they did that song um yeah uh, what the heck was it that they did together? Can you look that up uh, quick? Looking it up right now. Um, man, it's right on Is the tip it, of my tongue. Because uh, it was it was Torchlight or something. Uh, Kill Switch. That was the, it was great that they did together. And now I'm trying to think. Because it was from their Atonement album. Which also the signal fire. Now. It was the, the signal, signal fire. fire. That's what it was because Howard's new project is like light the torch or something. Yes, like and I actually yeah, and I've seen them live. Ooh, how was it? Oh man, you know, as a huge metalcore fanboy that I was for the first, uh, you know, six years into the heavier side of metal, it was like seeing your idol play. You know, because Killswitch was was that band at the beginning for I think a lot of people, and honestly, the numbers uh, prove it prove it to be correct. You know what I mean? Like you look at their albums with Howard, and it's like just you know he had end of heartache. Yeah, and he had a he has a baritone voice, right? 
Yeah. So it's like right. It's it's not it's not bass, and it's I believe it's not tenor. Right in the middle, and his singing was so so interesting. And then his screams were his highs. Like, yeah. Man. It was it was beautiful the way he was, and he actually had to leave because of his I think diabetes. That and also alcohol abuse. People are saying there was a combination of like mm-hmm. drinking. So that that was the through line that I meant. Is like what was interesting is to have Alex depart Chelsea, and the sound has only gotten better. Whereas I'd say Kill Switch kind of lives in the shadow of Howard. I I can honestly agree with that up uh, opinion or statement yeah. a lot actually. Whereas because. Yeah. The, the signal fire when you saw like every kill switch fan or metal metal fan dude when they saw that they brought howard back i, I mean i'll walk you through it myself i'm on youtube searching through youtube i see kill switch engage signal fire with howard uh jones and i'm like what the f-? and i um my wife's like what what's wrong i'm like yo the old singer kill switch is like they did a song but just to touch on what you said about like how Jesse sounds his best when he tries to sound like Howard, if you listen to that song and you're not like watching the video, <laughs> you honestly don't know who's singing and screaming. <laughs> like, I-, I think, in my opinion, man, I don't know about you, but that's the one thing I noticed about that. I was like, God, man, I went to listen to it without the video, and I'm like, dude, I can't tell which one's Howard. I can't tell which one's Jesse. Like, <laughs> no. it's, like, it's like it's a subtle thing you can kind of tell, but like. I don't know. You'd really have to catch it. That that's what I was saying. It was so funny about because on that same album, there's the song "I Can't Be the Only One." And whenever I heard that, I was like, "I can't be the only one who thinks that Jesse's trying to sound like Howard right now." I know. Like, I was like, "That's what this song is like." And that's the main thing is to tie it in, though. Is I think whoever would ever have to follow in Tom Barber's shoes would have big shoes to fill at this point, because I think he has mastered his craft. Yeah. Like I, I defined it. I do. I do agree with that. And he has a very specific voice that just no one can mimic. No one can mimic. No one can mimic the Dickie Allens. No one can mimic the Will Ramos. No one, you know, guys like that. You can't, you just can't. It's just a, very unique sound and it's not everybody's cup of tea and you know what that's okay that's okay we don't all that's why this world is so beautiful because everybody's so different if we all like the same everything i mean it would be the most boring thing on this world to live in like you like this i like this oh wow we have something in common and that's all you can talk about but it's like the fact that you can bring people in that don't like, I guess, this sound, but they hear something about it. They're like, whoa, I've never heard that before. And then they get involved. It's like, yo, man, this is different. I like this. And that's what is so cool about this world. You know, we, we all have different opinions. We all have different views, thoughts. And I love that. That's what makes everybody so unique. And here's the interesting thing, because I was thinking about it recently of like trying, because we talked briefly about like gatekeeping and everything. I think what's so interesting about like deathcore and like heavier stuff is it's not easy listening music. Like you have to give it your full attention, otherwise it can just sound like noise. And I think that's why instrumental metal songs are always impressive to me because those are the things I'll show people. I'm like, dude, these people are amazing musicians. And what I think is especially what I'm excited for is Suffer in Hell 
very cleanly produced. Like you could hear every layer, every line, every note that's played, you can listen for it. And I think, I think that's why I like it as someone who's like has ADD, you can actually really feel the music and you have to be immersed in it to appreciate it. And you listen for those like subtleties. And I think that's really an incredible experience. And I think that's why I tend to appreciate it. Well, I still, I, I enjoy what I'd like to say, like, is party metal of like party yeah. metal. I would say it's like in flames, sabotage, Andrew WK might even be thrown in there. Yeah. Like it's like easier listening metal. in my mind. Party metal. I'm like, first thing I go to is a pillow <laughs> <laughs> about that life. Oh man, that's oh my song. god, that dude, man. And him and yeah. Ronnie going back and forth. You're like, you guys, yeah, they just they childish. Call out, call out one, call out two. That mic stand is gonna haunt Ronnie Radke for the rest of his life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I think people don't drop that. It's like, dude, come on. Like, probably wasn't like that. Yeah. But like, what I can say to add into our little, like, I guess we'll go back to Tom. Well, actually, I do want to touch on this, how we were talking about how they have instrumentals. I can't let this go unheard. The, um, it, so it's, it's funny, right? So just like you said, it's not easy listening for some people when you have the vocals in. Does the vocals make the genre? Right? So hear me out. So I'm just going to think of the first one off the top of my head. King of De uh, Deception. Lorna Shore off the Immortal album, they released an instrumental-only album as well. So if you listen to just the instrumental, I, even though I know what the genre is, I used a, a good buddy of mine at work, Thomas, who is a huge metal fan. I'm like, hey, I asked him the same exact question I just asked you. Does the vocals make the genre? And he's like, ah, uh, you know... I don't know, you know, I think it's a lot of the instrument, whatever, the layering. So I'm like, all right. So I want to kind of like use you as a rat. So I played the first like, um, I don't know, minute and a half to the point of uh, the chorus. And he was just like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I said, okay. So now I'm going to play you the full song. And as soon as he heard the, the vocals, he's like, oh, that's deathcore. That's symphonic deathcore or whatever. I'm like, so can we debunk that in a sense some uh like genres can be uh picked off of just the vocals you know yeah it's in the instrumental side it is it's so beautiful anyone can listen to it anyone can enjoy that but it's when you mix in that extra like grr you know pig squeals whatever everyone's like whoa what the hell is this shit <laughs> like yeah, I guess it's that duality of like, because if you said, yeah, you're right. I was like, it, I think the vocals really do define it in a way, because once you take that out, it can be just kind of like its own thing. And I think the duality is interesting to tie it back into of like suffer in hell, suffer in heaven, like that idea of heaven and hell interchanging is that's really what it is, is you have to you have to be able to listen to and appreciate the darker aspects to really appreciate those like light aspects. Mm -hmm. and, like they have to go together. And I think a part of me as someone who's been listening to metal now, since like I was in high school, I think the first metal show I went to, I was like 15 or 16. 
the sound quality and production has gotten insane these days. And to me, I love that, that crispness of being able to hear everything that's happening and stuff. But like you said, it's not easy listening of like, you can, you can listen to like immortal. You can send the instrumental to like most anyone. Yeah. But like, it's, it's definitely an acquired taste by, you know, guys like you, I, uh, yeah. that watch the show. It's an acquired taste. But the thing that I've noticed the most about those people that also like that stuff, there's some of, for one, the nicest people, most creative, and the most open-minded to almost anything in life, not just music, just open-minded to anything. Like, being being zen with everything, you know? Just go with the flow kind of thing. Everybody's, like, super laid back and cool. But on the outside, as a non like fan metalhead or whatever you're like oh these guys are crazy like this guy's gonna kill me he's got chains wrapped around his neck with spikes hanging out his eyes are painted black you go to talk to that guy he's probably the coolest dude you've ever talked to one of the nicest now there of course are always bad eggs in every crowd <laughs> but i think a fair percentage you're like holy crap you're surprised yeah and that's that's just what's so so nice about it and that's what i love and that's just something that i've always analyzed and noticed you know the little things to me are something that i've always focused on and that's a little thing that i notice you know the fans of this stuff are just so uh creative and interesting yeah and i think that's the main thing is i think it does take time to build off of things of like a lot of people you don't immediately get into deathcore usually you have to have like a tolerance of like a pre not a tolerance an appreciation for like heavier music and stuff and i think that's the main thing of like we touched on like you posted the clip of saying like sometimes it's the lighter stuff that leads you into this that like you have to appreciate where you came from and stuff because mm-hmm. i think that's one of the things that to me having a good solid community of like you like any community there's going to be assholes and stuff but i think most people have been super welcoming of like, that's what surprised me when I went to my first metal show, I was wearing like a bright yellow shirt and like G cargo shorts. And I like stood out and everything. And people were like, so nice about it. And I think that's the thing. You never know. You can't judge people by a book. Honestly, that's the truest statement. And I've taken friends that, um, uh, to a lot of metal shows, I go to concerts, every chance that i can uh i'm seeing alpha wolf fit for a king and i think uh north north lane uh that's gonna next, be a good one next saturday i'm going to see them or no i'm sorry next next tuesday anyways uh so i'm going to that and then right after that i'm going to see lorna shore with brand of sacrifice and uh boundaries shadow of intent and then after that, I'm going to go see Chelsea Grin, and then I'm going to see Spirit Box. So it's like back to back to back to back to back. I'm going to try to catch the Bad Omens U.S. tour Ooh. that they got going on with Era and Invent Animate. Bad Omens. Oh, other side of Spirit. Uh, <laughs> but, um, like, just, what, what I'm basically stemming off of, though, is I've, bought, I've brought friends to these shows, right? And they're nervous. They're nervous to get in the pit. They're nervous about the fans, the interactions. And they're always like, dude, like, they're so, like, nice and cool. Like, if somebody falls down in the pit, they completely stop. And, like, I'm like, yeah, man, you take care of people here. Like, that, that's that's the thing. We all come here because, you know, we were outsiders. Uh, a lot of us were outsiders in um, 
you know, school or growing up listening to this stuff. We were all outsiders. But that's where we can all come together as one, as like a family. And it's like that. I wouldn't say it's like the missing piece to like your life that you kind of lost. But like you get to feel as one with a family that appreciates and gets emotional, cries. I cry at almost every show I go to. I When uh, the day to remember plays, uh, sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. Cry every single time. I cried watching Bad Wolves. I cried uh, during Lorna Shore playing um, uh, the – goodness gracious, why do I keep forgetting this, man? Either way, I cried during Lorna Shore, and, like, I cry all the time. I do. But you know what? People are there crying with me, hugging me all around me, having a good time, and it's just, like, the emotion, man. Like, if people on the outside could just see the emotion that goes on at these shows, I think there would be such a different perspective. You know, I really, I really do. I really do, man. Yeah, I think so. And also, side note, how hard are you going to cry when Will Ramos says, a world without you wasn't meant for me? Like, that's yeah, like I, just I, that I, line of like, yeah, dude. like even seeing it in the video and stuff like that. I, I bawled. I, I, dude, <sighs> I, I just saw Bad Omens, well, I want to say three months ago. Maybe more. Either way, whatever. I saw them live, and they played the, 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 the Gray. And I was like, I was talking to my wife and my buddy Ryan. I'm like, yo, like, let's make bets. Like, what do you guys think I'm gonna, you know, what song am I gonna cry? To? <laughs> and I forget what they. I think it was Nowhere to Go, maybe. And I was like, nah, I don't even know what it'll be. And then the Gray comes out. I'm like, oh, like, it's just like, I don't know, man. I'm such a, like. I feel all the emotion of people around me and the involvement that goes into writing this stuff. And as somebody that literally in a sense tries to live his life, like it's his last every single day of his life. I try to take every little thing, every little positive thing in my life and try to really make use of it and appreciate what it, what I've been uh, able to be gifted on this earth with, you know? So I always try to really take it all in. I do. And, um, you know, just if people could see the emotion at these shows instead of thinking that it's aggressive, man, I think it would change. It would change a lot of people's perspectives of yeah. this genre as a whole. Or maybe That's I'm just so a bitch. True. no, no, I, I, no. I think I think it's true. Of like, there is like a lot of emotion to it because I think some of the saddest songs I know are metal songs and stuff like that's up there with like the emotion of like someone who I always come back to is like Tracy Chapman. Of like, I think you reach this point where you see these through points of like these kind of like these sad moments. And I think a part of it, I like it because I have to listen and focus. It's the same as like, I've started to get more into like, I think it's why so many people like anime and shows you have to like have subtitles on because for me, it can be hard Forces, to focus on it things. It pulls you in. Yeah. Forces like the, Yeah. In. Like you have to be engaged. And I think, I mean, I was talking to a coworker of mine recently. He's in his 50s. And he was saying, as someone with ADHD, school was really hard for him. And it was hard to feel like you feel dumb a lot of times. And you feel like you don't necessarily fit in. You don't necessarily have people who understand you. Like, it's hard to pay attention sometimes. So you just like, you seem like you're dumb because like you haven't <laughs> listened to whatever's happening in the lesson. And then you're just screwed once it comes around question time or something. And yeah, and it looks like it's laziness when in reality, it's just like if, if, if we, we as 
people that have ADHD as myself and ADD, if we're not hyper-focused on it, we struggle so hard with it. it it's it. I, I wish I could explain it for people to understand like how hard that is uh, to add in with uh, yeah. your coworker. It is, it is extremely challenging and you're not stupid. Your yeah. brain is just chemically wired to think and act differently within things. And you know, if something pulls your attention though, when you have ADHD, there's a drive like nothing else that no one like that has like a normal like brain, I guess has. Yeah. And I think it's a similar thing of like having like bipolar and stuff of like having those like manic moments. If you can challenge channel the energy, like things can really change. And I think people don't always realize that of like, it took me really until I was 30 to like, be able to channel this kind of energy to realize like, Oh, I can record a podcast. I can record, like do these things. And I think people don't always realize that if sometimes it's easy to have these scattered ideas because the way I describe it to someone who doesn't have ADD, it's like, it's like listening to that song just now, fathomless Maw, and like, listening to it and you're not if you're not really paying attention to it if someone asked what was happening at a minute and 30 seconds you wouldn't know like you couldn't pick those things out because there's so much going on and i think a part of it like you need that like focus and drive and i think people oftentimes miss it because like most of us who are into this kind of stuff just didn't do very well in school like i literally could not finish college i would do one semester at a time and then eventually I just got tired of it and literally did dominoes for years, just listening to music in my car and delivering pizzas. And I think the main point is like that these things do tie people together and you have to be listened to it and have to be engaged. And it's been interesting to like watch the genre kind of evolve and like see how things change. Cause the part that's really impressive to me is to realize like graduating from high school in 2008, tons of bands got softer in like the early 2010s and stuff like a lot of them and so it's interesting to see this thing of like coming back to like really heavy stuff that's crisp and really well produced because i think oftentimes like people were kind of hard on bands that were too overproduced or whatever but now i think you can be a well you can put out a really decent production while still keeping that heavy sound of like just everything going on with it. So overall, I mean, just going through Chelsea Grin's discography, it's just such variety. But I think Tom really does define the sound in many ways these days. Oh, I think I lost you. Can you hear me? Your sound went out. There we go. You're back. I don't know how that happened. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, about Tom, like you said, um, to add into it, like, look at just what he's done with Darko. A yeah. band that started in 2020 with uh, Josh Miller from ex-Amir, now drummer of Spite as well, who's also a very, very good band. We touched on their album uh, last week. They have been so consistent with getting new stuff out. They have, like, all the time. YouTube, albums, EPs. It's it's consistent, and it's it's so unique. Uh, like, Rings of Saturn has a very 
dynamic, spacey, weird sound, but it's got that like grind core vocals slash maybe drums at some times, but it's like, it almost feels like you're in space every time you listen to it, right? Yeah, like that transcendental, but also fiery of like yeah. the ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and then, you know, we look at Darko, what the hell do you even say that they are? Yeah. You can tell that their ties come from, uh, you know, blackened, a blackened sound, a, a death metal sound mixed with deathcore but then we look at the guitars and it's like nothing but bottom string or top string sorry gent i only said bottom <laughs> string because uh the guitarist who's the drummer as well he he plays it like like left-handed right-handed but it's like a left-handed guitar so the top strings that are normally on the top they're on the bottom and he's always chugging on that open like that those open chords that you know we know and love that chug yeah you know? And it's just the sound is so unique. But just looking at what he's done with Darko. I mean, here, I wrote, I got a list right here. So he did off of all, all these, you know, I think there's four, four EPs, albums, whatever, however you want to say it. Courtney LaPlante from Spirit Box. Okay. She was in I Wrestled a Bear once. A, a very progressive tech death kind of sound with I wrestled a bear once when she was in there since now have become spirit box the unique metalcore sound that we know and love that's so, so good it's so fucking technical if you really look at how it's written Ryo from Crystal Lake Taylor Barber from Left to Suffer um Bender from Shadow of Intent Rory Rodriguez from Dayseeker the guys that bring you sleep talk, um, neon grave, uh, crying while I'm dancing or dan yeah, it's crying while I'm dancing, all that stuff. They like, you listen to that song after you hear, like, we'll just say looking glass and it's Rory's very unique, beautiful singing voice with that very weird, like sound, you know, it's so hard to pick like what genre that would be in i don't know I, I really can if anyone has an idea what you call it please let me know let john know because i would love to look more into what the hell that is because it's fucking in, it's unique it's impressive it's different but it's not only that it's fresh and it's constantly available like they dropped their album uh ani and then Right at the beginning of 2023, no, December 20th of 2022, right before the new year, come out with Death Mask 2 EP with four, four or five songs. And it, it's just like, it's nonstop. And then you look at their YouTube, constantly recording one track, one, one take live studio versions of their songs. And like we were just talking about it earlier, uh, the studio version five, man, like that was... And his voice just, it, it works so well with Chelsea Grin and it works so well with this new, super interesting, super fresh sound that we get with Darko. And now I'm going to 100% agree with you. Tom has to be given all the credit for the, 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 the stick together when he joined after Alex's departure. I, I, I don't think we can deny that anymore. I don't. 
And I think that this is a guy in a band, Chelsea Grin, uh, as a whole, that is honestly overlooked a lot. I do. I do think that. Um, I don't know what your take on that is, but that's honestly, that's where I stand. I've always thought that they've been underlooked since that Eternal Nightmare album came out. A lot of people were like, oh, I only liked Alex, but like, I don't know, man. Just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, I... I would agree of like his range is just incredible of like the things he can do. And the, the fact that like Darko has been like, that's only three years and has done so much of like, just an incredible thing to be able to accomplish all that. With so, two guys, with two, yeah. two people, guys, yeah. listen, two people make that sound. It's insane. If you know yeah. anything about producing, polishing music, that is just insane. And especially for somebody who plays drums that also does the guitar, and then you add in all the effects in the back, and then the vocals, and then the, the crazy timing that's involved on the drums. It's just, it's it's something spectacular. Uh, Chelsea Grin, even though they have Tom, they have a different sound though than Darko. It's like, how? and i think that's the important part is that variety of like variety is the spice of life and i 100 percent agree with your assessment i think that tom is to chelsea grin what howard was to kill switch of like defining taking it in a great direction and everything and i think hopefully his stay with the band will be as long as howard's stay was with kill switch if not longer and yeah. I think that's, yeah. I mean, for one, those though you've sent me a few, and I've run into them on YouTube. Those one take songs are incredible. To just like, Insects, yeah, man. the things Looking they can glass. do, yeah. Oh my gosh! And to and be able does, to pull it off like that, in like eight minutes, just one take. And he does this thing. Uh, Chris Bronzak from Attila does it. That real high scream, but like. Uh, almost rapping, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 literally back 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 back, just like that with that vocal, and it's just like you know you you never heard it before, and it just flows so well. Got to roll into a straight like super fast, super high like almost skip of words. So I, it has been awesome seeing what Tom has done uh, with Lorna as well as Chelsea. We I have been. We're getting blessed with two albums, Suffer in Hell, Suffer in Heaven. Uh, I think they each have their own dynamic sound from the two singles that we heard off of Suffer in Heaven. And then the full album on Suffer in Hell, I think, you know, I think it's a little different somehow. Yeah. You know, it's the same band. It's just like it's a different, it's a different feel. It's almost like, like Suffer in Hell is heavy. It is heavy. But it's like the two off of Suffer in Heaven you would think Suffer in Heaven would maybe be a little softer, you know, in your head, just because of the heaven. But, like, dude, that fathomless mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, wow. That took a cake, man. Yeah. So what 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 would your expectations be for the, the full-length album? I hope they build off of it because – I mean, like you said, of like this being the second single I've heard from it, it's only gotten better. So I think 
the songs they've chosen as singles have been excellent, I think. And so I, I'm excited to hear where it goes because in the way I guess I, I did almost, I think kind of expect it to be maybe like a lighter take on it because the whole point, I guess a part of it, like the, what throws you off is like the album artwork of suffering hell is like this weird, creepy demon. And then like, Sovereign Heaven is like lady looking out in the distance. Like, yeah, like a sunset or a sunrise. Like which I want to get a poster. Hopefully they do a poster of something of both the album covers melded as the same artwork. Like something. Yeah. Like oh, you know what? There might be something in the middle that we're missing that is somehow intertwined. Because I was wondering, because you see the flames there and everything. And you're like, is this part of the same panoramic view? Ooh. Like... That's what I've been wondering about. Namely because you, 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 I mean, I promised you I wasn't going to listen to it. So I did listen to like a few seconds on accident. Well, you had to for the editing purpose. You know, figure out if we could hear it really well, which was awesome. Yeah. Which hopefully you guys will enjoy the reaction. Because for our second episode, we didn't show the reaction, but we plan on it. And hopefully once we get a Patreon stuff set up, we're going to do more reactions. Yeah. Because that was just astoundingly good i keep accidentally almost wanting to click it and add it to the stream again just to like keep there as a light background it's like so good i thought that i thought that my face was going to be stuck in a stank face for the remainder of the night (laughs) like as much i was like oh what the is this dude like i just uh i I do want to touch on the the, like the change of his uh vocals man Dude, just Eternal Nightmare and, like, you know, the Lorna Shore stuff to these, you know, the Suffer in Heaven and then the Suffer in Hell. It's, like, it's still that same Tom sound, but it's 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 a different approach to his range. His range is not his, his like, uh, not maybe palette. His palette's totally different now. Yeah. And still have that same sound, but he's adding in these new things we haven't heard, which is, I think, just phenomenal for the group and him as an artist as a whole. Yeah, I think I'm very excited to hear it goes, because I think um, you send a whole other list of like songs to touch on and Vor by Sleep Token. I guess a part of me wondered if maybe this album was going to be kind of like have some lighter elements like that song does. But this was just like heavy, fast, just an excellent like three and heaviest, a half minutes. Heaviest song like ever by them. And yeah. that was, yeah, I'm excited for that album. It, dude, there are so many good albums coming out this year. We got Sleep Tokens. We got Distance. It was just released, Heritage, uh, just a week ago, I think. I do not know if you guys have listened to anything from Heritage, or not Heritage, Distant. Album Heritage, every song on that brings a new element to this sound. It's really, really cool. It's a fresh Deathcore sound. And they have a, they have a song that they did with Will Ramos. Very good, but like, oh man, I, I can't. Orphan of Blight, oh, gosh, that's a great one. And Flames. You told me about that. I checked it out when I got some time. Big fan of it. Death, that death metal sound. Very good. Foregone was great. Um, yeah, and In Flames is underrated. I'm like, I've, I've heard people occasionally give them shit and everything. No, they're great. 
And you know what? That album art was amazing. That yeah. album art was really cool. I was about to say, Heritage, the album art is fantastic. Yeah. As well. Like, I like that kind of like techno future kind of thing that's yep. going on. It is really. Uh, it, it, I, have you checked any of that out? I would. I, I checked out should... a little bit in passing and everything. That is I heard very... the one, they had the one song with uh, Suicide Silence and everything. Yes. Sure. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Yep. So, that's a very, yeah. very good album. That popped uh, up. Excellently, like we have articulated so uh, aggressively. <laughs> polishing <laughs> polishing these albums yeah and making them sound so like crystal clear and perfect has really done something great I, for the scene as a whole i will say that for one the album artwork's excellent on foregone but if people need to if you check out if you can only listen to one song off of foregone i like a dialogue in b flat minor is a great song where the guy's talking about like dealing with depression of like, there's a ghost on my head. And sometimes he gets like what he wants. The, the range of that song for one, I love a song that like changes the pacing and like changes the flow. So impressively that album was great. I'm it's glad great. you sent that to me. Cause I, I had some time going to the gym and working yeah. out on hitch that I was able to check out that, uh, listen to every single one throughout the workout. And oh, and it's a good workout song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The, the first song on that album is Foregone, right? The title track. Um, the, title. the beginning of all things that will end. The... And I, I'm sorry I botched that uh, oh, no. uh, name, but that song was so beautiful. Just like the yeah. acoustic. Just like, I, I love that one. I yeah. love how that set the tone. It was calming. It was easily easily listenable, even though clearly I don't need to listen to something that's easily, you know, <laughs> easy on ears. You know, I like the heavy stuff. I like the brutal stuff. I like Cattle the whole spectrum. I don't oh, know if you checked that, that one out. That was heavy, and they have a visualizer on YouTube that's just crazy. Of like, yes. yeah, my good buddy Devin Hibben, yeah, shared that, and I was like, dude, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, them. It's just not my taste. But that's okay because I'm I'm willing to step out of the comfort zone to check it out. I like that track. Uh, the one that kind of surprised me was Acacia Strain's two singles that they released uh, off of the album in, uh, "Step Into the, the Light." That releases on my birthday, May twelfth. Ooh! So I get a little birthday present this year for that one. That one is straight. Mm. Straight stink face. That's just that's crazy. Run. Hardcore beat down. Oh, I just love that. Yeah. Oh, that was like that. That's what it was. That fresh bones. Excellent. Yeah. It's like. Also, really it's crazy was. that your birthday is May twelfth because mine is May eighth. So oh. I get to get my birthday four days before you. Dad is in May. My my Mimi's is in May. Yours is in May. Mine. Oh. It's meant to be, man. Best people are uh, born in May, I'd say, right there. Paramore. This is why. Yeah. We could go on forever about their discography. Yeah. Or come up with Riot into uh, this right now. This real jazzy, bluesy, real relaxed. It's different. Yeah. It's it different. Is. 
And that that's also speaking of Paramore, that whole record label fueled by ramen put out so many amazing hits over the past years and stuff. Oh, are they signed with them? Yeah. Fueled by ramen. They were, I'm pretty sure they were one of the ones. So that was like a day to remember so many other bands fueled by ramen. And that was like just crazy. How many amazing bands came by fueled by ramen? Like I would say that it almost defines some of our like young adult years. It's actually really funny. You say that because I remember waiting on, the damn release for everything you need. Um, or you're welcome. Gosh, man, I keep messing that up. You're welcome's album by a day to remember. We got told it was coming out, I think towards the end of 2019. And then we had to wait and we had to wait and we had to wait through all of 2020, through the bullshit with COVID, through all that stress, depression, whatever you want to call it. And we were told that we were waiting on album art. Well, you had those people that we're talking about a day to remembers like new signing with this record label feud by ramen. And everyone's like, man, I don't like the signing this and that it's going to, you know, it's not gonna be a good album, da, 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 whatever. And honestly, honestly, not a lot of people were a big fan of that album and some blamed fueled by ramen, but then they dropped miracle and it's like, okay, see, this is that sound that we know and love that like, post hardcore metalcore mixture that we just love from a day to remember that we almost only got on a couple songs uh on that album which would have been resentment yeah and um uh last chance to dance bad friend that was like all we got like i expected a lot coming from that i expected some heavy hitters it wasn't they changed their sound and i liked it i liked the album but a lot of people didn't and they blamed fueled by ramen I did not yeah. know that, though, that Paramore nope. was with that. Yeah, so here's the crazy thing. Do you want to hear so active artists that are still with Fueled by Ramen? Day to Remember, All Time Low, Fall Out Boy, 21 Pilots. But the alumni of Fueled by Ramen is Jimmy Eat World, Less Than Jake, Paramore, so many amazing bands. Young the Giant, like... Just a lot of stuff. Dashboard confessional, cute is what we aim for. Like wow, I didn't yeah. know that. See, this is a record yeah. label I knew nothing about until yeah. I heard that they signed with them for this album. And that, wow. the, yeah, when you look at their alumni thing, because they used to promote these things and stuff of like to write love on their arms, like all this stuff of like, yeah, I was surprised because for some reason I thought Red Jumpsuit Apparatus was on there as well, but I think they. We're with similar band and everything. But yeah, I just wanted to shout out Fuel by Ramen. Some people fucking hate some of the stuff they put out, but it is like they I have mean, a sound. Like they can produce the names, like, the, the bands uh in that. I mean, hell, the ones you just listed, like they're big names. Yeah. Those I mean, aren't just like bands that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> like yeah. everyone's heard of those bands in this scene. And that's a crazy thing. It's like they do so many things. Also, inactive artists from them. I didn't realize there's a whole section on that. Panic at the Disco. Like, they've done so many things. I love Panic. Well, I yeah. guess I should say I love Brendan Urie. He's no more. Yeah. That's, that was so funny. Brendan <laughs> Urie announces his departure for Panic at the Disco. And it's like just a picture of Brendan Urie walking out a door. It's like it's kind of funny. I think he really did make up that band. Yeah. Like, can anyone name a drummer? 
uh, guitarist, a bassist that was in that with them. Yeah, I yeah, think it's, I can't. I can't. I really yeah. can't. I'm not even gonna lie about that. I'm not even gonna try to look it up. Try to I, guess. I don't know. Brendan Yuri to me made that band. His voice so beautiful. I love that man's voice. It's a shame. Yeah, that they're done because I've liked everything that they've came out with. It's it's Every. a it's a good range. I think an interesting point when you said, "Can you name other band members?" To me, it's always very impressive when you can name almost all the band members because of how they contribute. And once again, folks, we have to do it to you. <laughs> One of the best bands where you know their drummer, dude. We just <laughs> we literally just need to talk for two hours about them. One day, I know. I, I have. My, my good friend, Matt Whitling, and my brother, I would love to bring on this show for this episode where we just sit here and we fucking, we either argue, we either fucking agree, we cry together, whatever it is. We need to all just get all of us and just talk about them, everything, because this is going to be a forever byproduct of this show. Avenged Sevenfold. Anyone that hates them, fuck ya, because... Yep. Oh, I love them, dude. <laughs> the banner hat. I had to do it. Say hello to the Rev again, guys. Oh, He's always man. there. With the, this, I think this year is going to be a great year for music so far. I am feeling I mean, yeah. very, very optimistic about just the amount of stuff that's going to come out. Currents. I don't know if anyone's Oof. checked out their two songs um, that are coming off of that new album. That. Is something that I'm going to expect to be very high on the list for albums of the year. Um, I think North Lane just dropped their, or not North Lane, I'm sorry. It would have been uh, Hollow Front. Hollow Front dropped uh, their album last year that had a really good one. But like, there's a lot of bands in this scene that are coming, well, not in this scene, but like they're coming out with an album this year. I think this is going to be a very good year for music, very good for metal. And I mean, look at the statistics, man. Metal is the fastest growing genre right now. And I'm I'm hoping we can ride that all the way to the top. And us yeah. people that have been sitting here in the shadows for the longest time are going to be finally like, yeah, told you so. The shadow people. Yeah, that's what we are, man. To a yeah. lot of these people, you know, mainstream uh, hip hop radio and everything, you know, the or country, whatever it is, like metal's that next one to take the um pick the cake uh like you got bands like sleep token mm. bad omens rise like the the whole different dynamic and change and flow of how they do the sound people are loving it and yeah. it's just a forever growing uh genre that i i can't wait to see on the top here within the next couple of years i really can't so and i do firmly believe that yeah, I mean, you have bring me the rise of people playing with people like Machine Gun Kelly and everything, of like Travis Barker. Like, people like have mixed feelings about that, but I th I think it's still exciting. Like, I yeah. like to see that crossover. I'm excited for them to finally come out with their next EP or album that we've been being told has been worked on since 2020 with Post Human. Yeah. Man, I am so excited for that. I'm pretty sure they dropped a teaser the other night and put it on uh, the Instagram accounts, King Listener and my own. I think we're getting something from Bring Me the Horizon very, very, very soon. They've been on tour for a very long time. 
So I feel like Strangers has been playing around for a while. That was a teaser of something like. Yeah, like I think we're. Yeah, Strangers has been out for like a year now. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah, no, you're right, and it's like one of their top stream songs. Some of some people's favorites. Some of their some people's introduction into uh, Bring Me the Horizon, just like Popular Monster was for Falling in Reverse. And I think that's important of like those moments that like bring people in. I think there's nothing wrong with that and stuff of like, I think, I think being able to have that variety, as long as they still play their old stuff, I think like the bigger, the better, like rising tide carries all ships. Like, and, and they do, they do play their, their old stuff. And it oh, is they do. great. I, I love, I have the biggest man crush on all these sites. Like, <laughs> I do. I have a huge man crush on that man. That is a yeah. handsome looking dude. Like I, like I love all these sites. I mean, hell, He's, yeah. the, he's the top of my uh my uh picture frames up there, man. Yeah. That guy means a lot to me. Sleepwalking off of Saint Paternal. Mm. Like man, should I sink or swim or simply disappear? Just that line right there. I just I loved everything about him and he went through so much. And I can't wait till the day that we finally are like, all right, we're gonna talk about these old bands that really set the tone for what we're listening to now reacting to now um <clears throat> and we'll get there and i really do think we ought to just do an episode on event sevenfold we do the event sevenfold so. the kill switch engage the the brick liars for this genre that we know and love and then go into you know as a uh, uh, blood runs black black dahlia murder all those guys Suicide black dahlia murder is great i saw them live as a kid as a teenager, excellent. It was Trevor, right? Uh, yeah. Trevor. He, I'm pretty sure. Strenad, Strenad. I think we we lost him to suicide uh, this year, unfortunately. Actually, Tom, <laughs> Chelsea Grin, did a song with him mm. on uh, Suffering uh, Hell. Yeah, Suffering Hell. That was really good. And it's just like, it's a, it's a shame. That, that, that was a big hit in the metal community for yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people took that one personally. Okay, so that, those are so hard. Of like, I remember I, Hawthorne Heights back in high school. That was like a big one. That was like, and then losing takes the wind out of your sails. The one that affected me the most, as of recently, was when we lost Chester Bennington. Hmm. You know, from and Lincoln then, Park. Yeah, that was. That's that also hurt. crazy. That's been like six years now, or something. Yep, and a year before it was Chris Cornell. Yeah. You know, like it, it was so that one hit me hard, man, because they were always on my bucket list of must sees. Yeah. New, a new metal band that had such a unique sound and Chester's voice was just so, so beautiful and different. Yeah. And that one affected me a lot, actually. So that it sucks when we lose guys like that. That did. And then, um, an interesting album that came from that was Mike Shinoda's album of like processing all that grief and everything. Did you listen to that one at all? Some of like the songs from that will break your heart. No, I haven't, but I did see that they just released Lost. I yeah. think is the name. I have not gotten a chance to listen to it. I want to listen to it when I'm like down. So if, like, if you really want to listen to something that'll really like, you have to be, it's going to be a sad moment, but Post Traumatic, the album by Mike Shinoda came out in 2018. And the way he describes it of like, 
getting the phone call and like the everything, just trying to figure out what to do with life. After that was like, it, it gets you in the feelings and stuff. And then you'll need a pick me up thing. You'll need to have that, like the party medal of Attila <laughs> is supposed to be dropping a single at midnight tonight. Part of me, I was like, Cam's going to have to stay up and give me a report in the morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to that. I am 100% listening to that. I'm excited because I love their single cancel, dude. And pizza. Dude, pizza was so funny. <laughs> but, like, yeah, man, on a real note, it does suck when we lose these guys to, you know, suicide. Uh, or, you know, overdoses, accidental overdoses, whatever it may be. You know, it just shows how much uh, these, these uh, artists and people, they're just like you and I. Even though they have the fame, even though they have the success, they have the money. They still got demons they're battling every day. And the happiest people, check on your happy friends, guys, because they're usually the ones that are the first to do it. It's a sad, sad truth. I think that's not that we should end the episode on like a sad note like that, but well, it's it's honestly, it's the truth, man. Yeah. You got you gotta look out for your 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 happy friends because they're the ones that are always dealing with the most. And, you know, they put on that face and it's just like Chester Bennington. Everybody thought he was fine. Everybody thought he was okay. But it was in front of us the whole time within his music. Yeah. Honestly, was. that last album, it was right in front of us. One last night, uh, Light, uh, I believe, was about Chris Grinnell. To me, I processed that as it's kind of about him and hinting at, you know, what he unfortunately did. Yeah. So, never, think- never feel like your feelings are discredited guys honestly your lowest point and my lowest point are the same so don't ever say that well you don't know what it's like because that's subjective your lowest point and my lowest point probably feel the same exact way yeah just always be there for people and be positive and be nice and be always offering a helping hand i am i think that's a i mean yeah we can end it just like on that man so yeah i'm like you have to be there for people and everything. You do. It is like super important. And I think a part of it, um, the note I'd leave people on is like, for one, and I've touched on it before of like, if you struggle with depression and like you've struggled with all those things in the past, like I have and stuff like try everything you can, like do everything of like, I don't go by the name that I went by as a kid. Like I, I stopped, I grew up going by Freeman, my middle name. I don't, I stopped going by when I turned 18. Like I've moved halfway across the country. I've tried medication, done weird supplements out there occasionally, like tried everything of like, try everything you can and realize that nothing is permanent. Like you can change every, you can change anything you want. I've had friends who literally just moved halfway across the country or across completely across the country just to deliver dominoes in Los Angeles. Like you can change your life of like, there are tons of things you can do. It may not seem like you can at the time, but it always gets better. It will always get better. It always gets better when you're at your lowest. There's no other place to go other than up. Yeah, and I and think I, I wish I we could stress that. I, I could not stress that enough. Um, you know, somebody who's lost friends to it as well, artists, you know, people that I know, it sucks, it hurts. And the the wound that you leave for the people that loved you and cared for you is just a really hard one for your friends, myself, 
you anybody to deal with so you know if you ever if you ever got anything that's on your mind that's really bugging you reach out to anybody reach out to a friend call the hotline anything find an escape but not not no not in a bad way music anything anything that helps you know speak up because you should be heard and your feelings should be validated you have the right to feel the way you do but there's always a way out and that is exactly where i guess i will exit us out into you know if you guys haven't yet like and subscribe to the youtube king listener reviews um we have our patreon up we're open on all podcasts spotify rss correct yeah we do yeah so we're on spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and then our RSS feed. You can plug it into any yes. podcast app and it'll get you going there. And of course, YouTube is where you can actually watch reactions now because we're going to put the full thing on here and let us know what you thought. Also, if you had issues with our top five albums of 2022, we stand by those choices <laughs> because people are like, why'd you put Electric Cowboy on there? I was like, oh my yes. gosh, how could you not? Yeah. yeah, honestly, uh, let, the us, more, let us know what yours would have been, too. Yeah, the more you guys give, the more we can talk on. And, yeah. you know, with our Patreon getting started up, you know, we'll be able to have a couple of you guys on to talk with us. You know, specific uh, details will be disclosed here shortly on how we'll run that. But, you know, you're going to get a lot yeah. of bang for your buck with this. So we're going to have we're going to have some big names on here here shortly. And, you know, we'll just keep moving, uh, moving forward, but like, and subscribe to everything. Our, uh, our links are in our bios on our social medias, as well as King yeah. listener reviews, feel free, give a like, give a follow, leave a comment and, you know, we'll touch on what you guys, uh, want to hear. So we're planning some big episodes as soon as we're done recording, we have, yeah, we'll so probably talk ideas. for, we'll talk for two hours after this guys. <laughs> so other than that, guys, have a good day, have a good night and, you know, don't forget what I said, if you're ever down, there's always somebody to talk to. Even if you got to reach out to us, anybody, somebody's going to be there for you and life always gets better. Definitely. That's where we'll end it, guys. Have a good night.